I didn't realize how much you do. <laughs> it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot. Yeah, thank you. Probably too much. I really have not been sleeping enough lately. <laughs> but you know what? I can't sit still, so. Uh, you obviously have a love for in front of the camera, but tell me a little bit about developing this love for, for doing producing and directing. Yeah, so um, about 10 years ago, I was just acting and I learned very quickly that as an actor, you can really only do so much to progress your career. And I'm kind of a control freak as it is, so that did not sit well with me. So at the time, I just, out of just for fun, during the time when I wasn't working, uh, I started directing shorts and web series and producing little micro budget nothing things just for fun to learn and just to be on set. And then eventually I fell madly in love with directing and kind of producing out of necessity, but producing and I have a better relationship now. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, cut to 10 years later, here we are. and. I'm doing all three, four. I can't get, get track anymore, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, the thing is, is that is that we we all kind of fall into what we love, I hope. And um, you know, obviously acting is 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 that your first love or is it behind the camera? I'd say it's definitely my first love, but um I don't, I wouldn't say it's my strongest necessarily. Uh, I do think I, my strongest is directing. I love directing so much. And I think it just really encapsulates everything that I love and everything that I'm good at. And it's just my absolute comfort zone. I love everything else, but if I had to pick, I think I would go with well, that. I'm gonna talk about your new film, Night Night in just a moment, but I wanna get a little history on you. You grew up in LA. I did, everyone's always, so surprised by that. Um, I grew up in LA, in the city. I went to a school where you didn't even call their teachers by their first names. <laughs> but yeah, it was very artsy. Um, but it was great. I loved growing up in LA. And it's funny because I don't have any family members in the industry, but I was in the thick of it growing up in LA. So I felt like I was always kind of like so close, but so far. Uh, what, what town did you grow up in? Westwood by UCLA. Oh, the Fox Theater is one of the most iconic. Right by that, yeah, exactly. And the W Hotel, which I hate, by the way. Yeah, that was like <laughs> the first place I went when I was 21. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't worth it, believe me. It wasn't. Uh, but growing up in, in the heart of, um, you know, you know, kind of actor's paradise, I think it's harder to get noticed when there's, you know, 100,000 actresses all, you know, vying for the same job. So how did you distinguish yourself from, from other, are you good at auditioning? Oh, good question. Those are two really good questions for first thing in the morning. No, <laughs> no um, you know, I think I am good at auditioning. I don't like it though. Um, and I hear a lot of actors it really goes one way or another. And I hear a lot of them say, oh, I love auditioning and I just can't stand it. Because to me, auditioning is a completely different thing than being on set or, you know, doing a film or a show and acting with someone else. Um, I think, I say that I think I'm good at it because I think I um, have been doing it long enough to where I figured out essentially more or less what the formula is mm -hmm. and um, how to follow it. So I think, um, I've got that part covered, but this whole Zoom auditioning thing has really turned turned everything upside down. Yeah, it has. Yeah. 
definitely different. <laughs> but you're used to directing and producing, but other actresses, they have bad lighting. It, 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 you, you need somebody there to help with an audition on Zoom, I think. I think so. And um, lighting is so important. And these days with Amazon, you can just buy a light for, you know, 20, 30 bucks. Um, but if I were to give any advice, I would say go buy a light more than anything because I look back at some of my auditions where I didn't have one and I'm like, how did they even accept that? <laughs> Russell Crowe one time told me that uh, actors are most mostly professional auditioners. Yeah. And so every so often we quit our auditioning job to take on a role and do that. And then we go back to our job of auditioning. It's so true. Yeah, I think that's probably what I would... <laughs> really geared towards directing than anything else. Yeah, because you won't fire yourself as a director. Well, maybe I should sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> I've had my moments. What was it like when you, you know, got that phone call for your very first paid gig? Oh my gosh. Were you ecstatic? Were you running around the house? I mean, what was that like for a young actress? I was 18 and at the time I was in a big battle with my family on am I going to go to college or am I going to go start working and pursue my career and the timing was just so um, serendipitous and the universe just felt like it was in so it was really supporting my decision to choose my career um, and so the culmination of all of that, when I found out, I literally fell to the floor crying. <laughs> For joy, dramatic. of course. Yeah, joy. It was very, very dramatic. And I was like, thank you, God. <laughs> but that's that's got to be a moment where you say, well, I'm on the right path. Definitely. And, um, you know, it, after that happened, there were a series of different events where it felt like everything very much fell into alignment and was guiding me down that path. And um, it was just this beautiful combination of uh, what, what I felt like I was manifesting and what the universe was um, presenting for me. You know, I, I went to USC and uh, I have an MFA in, in uh, film and television oh. and nothing in college prepares you for what it's like to be on on a set. Every set is an education. Yeah, it's so true. I think I learned more from my first set than I would have in four years of college. And um, then when I started working in TV, I learned from being on that set that that's a whole nother ball game. I, I mean, I, I'm surprised they, they uh, switched TV and film directors in and out as much as they do because there's two totally different jobs. But yes, it's very educational being on set. You know, you've got, you align yourself, you, you meet grips and gaffers, and these guys are incredible on every show. A lot more sometimes than your co-stars because these guys have been on every set. They mm -hmm. tell you stories and they, they are open with advice. Definitely. Yeah, it's. I think that's like actually a common misconception is that the camera department is sort of this like cool club that, you know, only you can only be in if you're you're one of the cool camera folks. Um, but once I started to be very inquisitive on set, they were coming at me with open arms, ready to help me and educate me. And, um, you know, I found that they would even just point certain things out unprovoked and be like, oh, by the way, this is what this does or this is how you get to this. And um, yeah, that, it's a great grips and, and camera and electric they're all great departments and 
um, definitely get in with them if you're looking to learn more. your latest film is night night tell me a little bit about the process that you went through in directing this are you a director that likes to storyboard things out or are you more organic so i'm extremely uh detailed and organized when i go into directing just because it's so convoluted and there are so many elements that you have to keep track of in your head that to me there's no way to do it without going in overly prepared and then I was I try to kind of get as prepared as I can and then once I get to set be open to dropping it all you know at the drop of a hat and just going with my gut or going with my instinct or solving whatever problems in front of me um so yeah I I, I don't storyboard but I pretty much do everything else that you can do <laughs> But, but being an actress first, too, are you more empathetic to the actors on your sets? Do you allow them some creativity and leeway? Definitely. I think I've, I'm because of <clears throat> my acting experience, I've been lucky enough to sort of be able to speak uh, this language with them that I think a non-acting director might not be able to as well, um, which has been such a blessing. And I'm very, uh, I'd like to think I'm very empathetic to their process and what they need. And um, I'm aware of how hard it is to be in their position, but I also trust them implicitly. And if I cast an actor, I know that, you know, I'm gonna let them do what they need to do to get to where they need to get and try what they need to try and get creative. And um, I'm gonna trust that they're gonna come up with something, you know, brilliant at the end of the day, because that's ultimately why I hired them. In, in casting the film, as you just brought it up, I mean, now you're on the other side of that fence that we talked about. Yeah. Um, do you see it then now from a casting director's point of view or, you know, as to how actors are told no, you know, and, and the reasons why? Yeah, what I've really learned is that actors, it, when you're an actor, it feels like like everything's riding on you and everyone's jobs are kind of riding on you and the whole production is built around you. But then when you kind of go to the other side of it, you realize that actor is kind of the last person to know. <laughs> they're like, the but you trust that they're gonna do a good job, like I said, cause that's why you hired them. So they're kind of like the last thing you think about. Um, and I'm actually a big fan of offering roles to actors as opposed to auditioning because um, I, I do think, like we talked about earlier, auditioning is a very different art and it's hard to gauge how someone's gonna do um, in an audition when you can have you know a body, a plethora of their work to take a look at and um, kind of pull bits and pieces of that character from that and then figure out you know if they're right based on their repertoire of existing work. What about Night Night? really attracted you? Was it the story? Uh, was it the the idea of, of you in control? Um, yeah, definitely. That attracted me. <laughs> um, but, you know, I really wanted to make my first feature at the time. And um, 
I was presented with this script and it was um, an opportunity to do it. And I was really drawn to the idea that it was um, a psychological thriller, which I'd always wanted to do, even though I didn't really know that much about it. But I was really drawn to the idea that it was a female driven psychological thriller. And here's this strong, badass female character who's physically helpless and unable to uh, protect herself in this in you know a way that she would had she not um had her physical ailment that she has to deal with throughout the whole film so she has to find other ways to protect herself um and by outsmarting basically the situation so that was really interesting to me and the mystery of it all and i felt like when i read the script it was something that i would be able to implement my filmmaking style in um easily and kind of create a world which I really am a big fan of doing and so yeah I think all those elements came together and it made me super excited to take it on. You also spend a lot of time championing women in film. Yeah um, with our company K-Factor Films a big part of our mission is to empower female filmmakers and filmmakers that um, are often overlooked for reasons that have nothing to do with filmmaking um and so we think it's really important to help propel the careers of you know up and coming folks within that arena especially females um you know being a female in the industry i've seen the discrepancy in every area you can imagine and it's it's really difficult and if i can play any role in helping sort of bridge that gap then you know i want to do everything i can to do that your film night night though has a real Hitchcock kind of flavor to it. Thank you. <laughs> did you did you do a lot of research on those classic noir kind of thrillers? Uh, a little bit, not uh, as much as I would like to say I did, but um, I, I think my style generally uh, gravitates in that direction of that noir sort of vibe. Um, I, I really am not a thriller person. I don't like scary movies. I don't like to watch them. Uh, but I did a lot of, I watched a psychological thriller every day leading up to filming for like a month or two. And I tried to do a wide variety of psych thrillers. And, you know, I, I did include quite a few old school films in there, some Hitchcock. Um, but I think it sort of just helped me understand the loose formula of a psych thriller and then helped me figure out how I wanted to implement it in my own special way. As a single mom, I want to make sure my kids have healthy teeth. Going to the dentist can be expensive. Just a simple cleaning can cost over $100. Then I found TDA, and for about a dollar a day, Total Dental Administrators covers my family on over 200 dental procedures. Whether you're an individual, a family, self-employed, or retired, your acceptance is guaranteed for one of these policies. Call or click for your free information kit and see how affordable dental health can be. Hey, let's check out this park. Oh, wow, that's really cool. To find a great local park or forest near you, go to discovertheforest.org.
Do you still get starstruck? I mean, you've been in this business for a while. Uh, are there people that you've worked with that you go, oh my God, I'm working with him or her? I definitely get starstruck. I don't think that I've gotten starstruck working with anyone yet. I do remember, this is funny, uh, I think it was the second season of Famous in Love, Romeo Miller, who was, you know, Lil Romeo, <laughs> who I grew up watching, he was sitting at the table read and I didn't know that they had cast him for the second season and I'm writing on my script next to my, uh, it was Georgie who was sitting next to me, um, my castmate, and I was like, is that Lil Romeo? And she was like, yes, with a million exclamation marks and that I did get really excited about. Um, but I mean, if I ever met Ryan Gosling or Leo or, you know, one of those guys, I, I don't think I would know how to talk. <laughs> it's, you know, I've done this for 50 years, believe it or not, uh, celebrity. Yeah, do you get starstruck? I do. Yeah. I couldn't speak to Julie Andrews for about a minute and a half. <laughs> I don't blame you. That's a good one. I know. It's just, and, and. I had my daughter with me and she did all the talking for me for that minute. <laughs> God bless her. Good thing you had her. Yeah. Uh, you were in a movie called Dreamcatcher just recently. Uh, another kind of interesting horror thriller. And you worked with my honorary sister, uh, Adrienne Wilkinson. Oh, how funny. Yeah, she is awesome. Uh, I love Adrienne. I, I love her to death, too. I just, uh, uh, I, I can't help but see her whenever I get to L.A. And she is an amazing talent as well. Um, and yep. just understands yeah. her character. So do you do a lot of psychological backgrounds for your characters? Do you understand them? Do you give them backstories even when they don't have one? Um, well, I definitely do give them backstories, even if they don't have them. And I, I always try and meet with the director uh, prior to the shoot and kind of go over my list, list of questions that help me create a backstory and make sure that they're comfortable with it um, and that it fits within their you know broader agenda. Um, but I have to say, I'm, I'm not as prepared of an actor as I am a director. I kind of, I, I get the information I need to get beforehand and then I really do throw it away when I get to set. And I honestly don't even memorize my lines until I'm in the makeup chair. <laughs> you mentioned table reads and that's kind of a dying thing other than, you know, live theater. There aren't that many table reads for movies going on anymore. Yeah, there's so much fun and I think you know, table reads are great for the writer to hear the words out loud and see if there need to be adjustments in the director. But I've always felt like table reads, the best purpose that they serve is it's sort of a nice icebreaker to just get everyone to meet in a professional but fun setting um, and just loosen up and read the script in, you know, in sort of unconventional way. And uh, it's just always kind of a great first step. So it is a shame because you don't get that with, with the Zoom table reads. It's, Are you working on something new? Um, yeah, we've, we're, we've got quite a lot going on right now, actually. Um, well, I started this company, K-Factor Films, in March, and I have you know three amazing creative executives that are um, working on the company with me, and Ryan Delaney, who's the mystery man in this interview right now that's right he's uh, sitting in the back making sure that we're asking the right question yeah i've known ryan for a while too he's a good guy and uh uh i i really am proud of how he stepped up into the producing role 
Definitely. I mean, he, I had met him on Night Night and um, he was just, he he had a, a producing role, but it was not nearly as um, in depth as where it ended up being. But within like three days, I pulled the other producers aside and I was like, he needs to be running this show, you guys. And the next thing I know, he's running the show and he did a fantastic job. And after that, I was like, when I do start this company, I want him in it without a doubt. And so the four of us have just been working away. We've got a few, uh, t- few different features in development right now. And um, we're in pre-production for one. And we've got a couple different things running through the festival circuit. So that's really taking up, I would say, like 100% of my time right now. This portion of Screen Chatter is presented by VP Dental. Check out our great dental plans starting at just $16 per month. It's such a pleasure to, to kind of get to know you and meet you and, and uh, talk about this, uh, this new film, Night Night, and everything else that you've done. Nikki, it's been a pleasure to, uh, uh, to chat with you and uh, get to know you, as I said. Um, all the best in everything that you do. I want to see your name on a bunch of stuff. Thank you, Tony. You were awesome.